Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I've no doubt your feed was absolutely bombarded with clips and videos of you two in Las Vegas over the weekend. Mine was certainly from our own Jess Kelly because she was there. Um, and the U2 opened their residency at the Sphere in Las Vegas. Like By all accounts, it was an unbelievable show. And I was reading Tom Dunn in The Examiner because he was there as well. I mean, we must have been the only ones <laughs> that weren't at it. Um, U2's gig at the Sphere is truly magnificent. And like all of the headlines were just incredible praising the band the gig and the performance the show was just seemed to be unbelievable over uh, over the over the entire weekend music journalist with the mail on sunday danny McElhenney is with me though today danny do we celebrate you two here enough on the emerald isle because like the headlines internationally are just full of praise all weekend good afternoon andrea I am no mouthpiece for the U2 organisation. Let me just be quite clear about that. I was not on the trip to Las Vegas, um, unlike a lot of my other colleagues and other papers and organisations. But I would suggest that we don't. I don't think we celebrate U2 half enough. I think that culturally, is there a biggest, bigger export than U2? And I think I have this pet theory that if you two were not Irish, if they were Belgian or French or American, they might be more loved at the least than Irish. I think it's something, Andrea, about like someone getting too big for their boots. Um, as Bono once said, like, you know, when crabs are in a bucket, they'll help the, the, the crab to get to the top of the bucket, but when it gets to the top, they'll pull it down again. Um, I, I think we could celebrate them a lot more than we do. So is it just progrotary? I think there's a certain element of that. I think if you remember back to when Bob Geldof um, was helping to save the planet with Band-Aid and Live Aid, as many people thought he was also too big for his boots. And who did he think he was? He was just a musician, just a rock star going to try to save the world. And there was as much begrudge of Bob Geldof. And even before he saved the world, a lot of people thought he should shut his mouth when he was uh, taking down Ireland for being old-fashioned when they couldn't play Leash Slip, if you remember back in 1980 when they had just had two number ones with Rat Trap and I Don't Like Mondays, we have a bit of a problem with people becoming too big, especially people who are too big or, or get too big and aren't afraid to, to display a, a big personality. I think Irish people tend to like people who are a bit more self-deprecating. Yeah. Um, someone's saying they're the best, and unashamedly so. Um, Irish people tend not to like that after a while. Has it been something that's followed them around, though, for most of their their career? I think it has to a degree. I, I think, you know, beyond the mid-80s, when U2 became a stadium band where they could comfortably sell out not only stadiums like Croke Park here or Wembley in London, but stadiums in America, I think, you know, when Bono started making pronouncements about how the world could be better, I think people were going, huh, really, you know, we're stuck here in the middle of a recession a seemingly perma-recession, and you 2 with all their millions were telling us how to live our lives better, it began to rub people up the wrong way. I think there was an initial... Uh, people were very happy for U2 to be successful, but then they began to separate Bono from U2, his pronouncements from the success of the band. And I think that's when... Okay. It began to it began to begin separation there, you know. Yeah, Stuart is with us as well, Danny. Um, Stuart, because you're a big, you know, you're a big U2 fan. Do you think they get the recognition that they deserve here at home? I I I I don't think so. Um, you know, 
it, it's become a bit of a, a pastime to U2 bash or Bono bash, um, you know, over a few drinks in the pub and lift your eyes to heaven thinking that there, there's something wrong. But the, what they've achieved has been, you know, absolutely sensational over the years. And the way they've evolved over the over the decades as well, the way they've changed their music um, has been has been just has just been influential for other people as well. And I think they're uh, you know to to end up doing what they're doing this this month in in Las Vegas is, is, it just shows you know that they can sell out a brand new venue like that, which looks amazing anyway in Las Vegas like that. It just shows you how everybody else views them. But I think yeah, I think if they were like if there were sports stars. Um, at the best of the game, we would do nothing but praise them. But because they're in the arts, probably in entertainment sphere, we kind of throw our eyes up to heaven a little bit at them. And you, you kind of see that as well with maybe some actors too, like you know people would get, you know, Liam Neeson or or people like that would be would get a similar kind of treatment, you know. But uh, to, to reach the levels they've reached mm. um, with the quality of music is just sensational, and I, I take my hat off to them. And the fact that they still live here, they still choose to live here, they still choose this is their home, this is their base. I mean, they're in touch with Ireland, and they've always been supportive of Ireland as well. Like, you know, even in the early days, you know, you'd see them turning up at gigs like Self-Aid and stuff like that. And they've always been supportive. You'd see Bono in town, busking, helping out. And I, 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 I just don't get why people have this kind of resentment for him, you know. He's an artist, he's flamboyant, he's, you know, he sees the world slightly differently. It, you know, each to their own, and he, his achievements are, are second to none. You know, and the, and the awareness he can raise by being who he is and has done in the United Nations and things like the the, the Balkans War and stuff like that over the years. He's, he's just, it's just it's, it's a remarkable achievement and a life less ordinary. You know. Do, do you, um, Peter? You're listening there as well to to Stuart and Danny. Do, do you agree with Stuart? Like, I mean, sh- should we? I don't know if praise is the right word, but. Should we celebrate them more? I think we should, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of anti-Bono sentiment around. By I mean, some people I know hate him for a variety of reasons. Some people, you could say it's begrudgery. Or there's other people I know who are kind of con- into this conspiracy idea that because of his all of his money, he's part of a big elite, part of this whole New World Order thing, which is uh, which baffles me. I don't know the full details. But, but some that's begrudgery that anyway, idea. isn't it? Like if, you know, it, somebody's it, 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 done it well and... It is, but I mean, they're doing this thing in Las Vegas, and uh, I mean, the the, uh, the if they were to announce a huge show over here, I think the adulation and praise would majorly come back this way. And I mean, if God forbid, if something were to ever happen to Bono, uh, all the begrudgers would be saying, "No, he 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 was he was Irish, he was Irish, he was he did the best," you know that sort of thing. Not that not. Uh, not that that hopefully that something like that will never happen, but you know what I mean. It would all twist around. So I mean, the begrudgery is, I mean, probably because they own homes outside of Ireland, and they've maybe I think recorded some of their recent albums outside Ireland. People say it's all because they don't want to pay tax. For artists, we're not paying tax for years anyway. Because I think Charlie Hyde bought a new where artists mm. didn't pay tax, but they pay tax in other ways. Like yeah. I mean, the the. The, what's that the hotel in Dublin that Bono and the Edge owned the Clarence Hotel they pay tax on that and all the other businesses that they well, own they pay it in, in you know <coughs> pay it anyway but like but is that Danny do, like why do why do we find it so hard then to separate um, views you know t- towards you two or Bono 
from the music and and like their success worldwide like they they have to be one of the country's biggest or most well known exports that's what I would say, Andre. They, they certainly are. As I said to a friend of mine, Sean, this morning, who was a big U2 fan, and he was basically pointing out the fact that if, if Bono died, you know, like the way that, God bless her, Sinead O'Connor died and, and Dolores Reardon died, the outpouring of grief would be then enormous, as your pre- previous callers have said there. Like that, And you're absolutely right. We, we look on U2 as U2. You know, we, we've known you two, we've been around you two, and you two have been around us for 43 years. But as you say, culturally, is there a bigger import, a bigger export than you two? They're just, I can't think of any mm. anything or anyone in the past 40, 50 years who has had such an impact worldwide than you two. And you can say, well, well there's Thin Lizzy and there's Rory Gallagher and there's the Cranberries and there's the Boonton Rat. Fine, they have all have impacted to a degree but not for the, the length of time that you two have and as much. 22 Grammys. Like the, the, Gram, the people who vote for the Grammys didn't vote for you two because they were Irish. They voted because of the impact of their art and artistry. And that is the, the proof of the pudding. And we can throw out and say, well, if Bono would just show the mouth and like you two, but more. But Bono and Bob Geldof saved lives with their organizations, you know, from the early, t- from in, in Geldof's case from the 70s and the 80s. And, and Bono's case from the year 2002 with the, the data organization. That is inarguable. People can try and say, I wish Bono would just concentrate on the music, but lives have been saved because of that man's work. And as I say, I've never met the man. Mm. You know, I, I, I've never interviewed you too, I must declare. But I would say that they are totally admirable in that regard, that what they have done with their platform is inarguable. A lot of other bands, I hate to say this, but like, what 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 did other Irish bands, bar Bob Geldof, do with their platform? You know, I mean, that, that's that's the thing that stings to me. Yeah. That like maybe when Bono's gone and you two are no more, then they might become more appreciated in Ireland. I firmly believe that one. Do, do you think, Stuart? Like, you know, as a as a, a long time fan of you too, do you think if they perhaps even like just looking at some of the messages coming in, maybe if they did a greater Irish presence or if they did more gigs in Ireland, would that increase their fan base? It, it probably would bring a lot of fans back. I mean, it would be great to see them again, and I guarantee if they did have a few dates again in 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 Dublin or whatever. Cork, or you know, they, they, would, they would sell out, they would sell out in heartbeats. Um, and there is huge support for you two here. I believe there's, there's a mm. massive support for you two. I mean, uh, you know, I still listen, I still listen to the music, you know. Um, you didn't and, make it to Vegas, know. no, I, I didn't, and I would love to be there. It yeah. just looks amazing. That, 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 that room looks sensational. There's no better act you know, to launch the biggest space, you know, in Vegas. Well, if you want an inside, you know, preview and a a trip through the whole weekend, I know um, our own Jess Kelly and and Tom Dunn are going to be on at the hard shoulder a little later today and they'll be able to take you through every minute detail uh, of the whole experience. And I know it'll be be well worth tuning in for as well. Stuart, listen, thanks a million for getting in touch. Peter as well and also uh, Danny, Danny McElhinney, who's a music journalist there with the Mail on Sunday. Do you think we should celebrate and appreciate you two more. I mean, when you look at the the headlines in the international, you know, media and the press and online over the weekend, sure, the the whole um, first night residency in the Sphere in Vegas seemed to be a huge success. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.